Hey, I'm Daniel, and this is Markers on the Map. This week we return to the Sinnoh region to mess with the space-time continuum in the remakes of Pokemon Diamond and Pokemon Pearl. We also return to the classic GTA trilogy to see what works and what doesn't, and take a look at the next in a long line of Smash clones. Check out the gaming adventure on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. Sometimes I miss the old days of games, when I didn't log on and see, like, a bunch of daily challenges and weekly challenges, and have to, like, worry about logging on for engagement purposes to, to, to get things that if the game just let me work at my own pace, I would get, you know, relatively quickly because there's a lot of games to play. There is a lot of games to play, but, I mean, I get it. You know, it's content. It gives, it gives. You know, it's fresh. But I will say, there's, there, it's overdone. It, there's one thing from being, you know, oh yes, you know, something new every day to just being a negative engagement. Like oh, I have to get on and finish this and that, and you know, blah yeah. blah blah. It's. I, I am playing uh, a very like really good game. So like so far to uh, the past couple of days, the the Hot Wheels Unleashed game uh, went on sale for Black Friday. I picked it up, mm-hmm. and it's got a you know a, a racing pass it's like a battle pass and i've not like Uh-oh. bought it or anything but i'm trying to level up my my you know car it's it's all purely cosmetic stuff but it's kind of stuff that i i like mm-hmm. but you can only get xp from it like from doing you know quick races will give you 10 xp but then there's daily challenges so it's not like you can just uh. go on and complete the battle pass it's just like you you do daily challenges like uh win three races on this type of track or something and then once you've completed them you can't do any more daily challenges till they reset and i'm like well i've got other games to play and 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 you know i don't keep things in rotation for that long so it's like i want to finish my my hot wheels pass to get you know the car at the end i think it's a harley quinn car because if i finish it i'll 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 get it i'll pay the six bucks for the for the pass i got the game Mm -hmm. for you know 30 bucks for black friday but it's a lot of just like if they let me work at my own pace in these games, I could be done with this in, you know, a week or so. I, I, I don't like having to keep returning. It's like a... I, I love Mario Golf, but they have these monthly challenges. And I'm like, okay, I gotta log on every month, do the challenge. Uh, WarioWare has a weekly challenge. I'm like, okay, I mm-hmm. gotta log on, do the weekly challenge so it gets unlocked for, like... You can keep the weekly challenges after you uh, play it. But mm-hmm. if you don't play it you'd probably have to wait the rest of the like year to for it to like cycle again or something oh man i'm really trying to think i feel like i'm I'm thinking if there's any time where a daily challenge was actually like useful i don't think there's actually any moment any time i've ever played a game i mean fall guys has some useful ones especially if you haven't finished the past it'll give you enough you know fame points for like a whole level just by you know doing something yeah that's true that's true you you remember Wolfenstein Youngblood had some daily challenges too? Did they have daily challenges? I don't remember. Yeah. I, was, I was just having. It had fun a daily and a weekly. There was a lot of like come back and grind out this to get points I don't for remember. some kind of upgrade. I don't remember yeah. that at all. <laughs> it was a uh, while. It was like this was a while. Yeah, this was a while yeah. ago. But we never got back to replay that game. 
We'll get back to it at some point. I still kind of want my platinum, but it's a super grindy platinum. That's another thing I don't like, a super grindy platinum. Imagine imagine if Mario 3 had weekly cha- or daily challenges where it's like, if you beat this level at a certain time, you get a mushroom in your inventory. I'm pretty sure Super Mario Run might have had daily challenges. That's a mobile that's app, though. It's, it's perp- yeah, it purposely Yeah, but that's though. what I'm saying. I, I was in this thought process. I'm like, I've said it before, years ago, I'm like, games are starting to feel more like mobile games but now mm-hmm. it's like more than ever it's like log in today get this bonus mm-hmm. login it's like genshin impact doesn't even look like uh like different from a regular triple a game nowadays even though it's <laughs> it's kind of mobile uh, and it, like with gotcha mechanics and everything it's like oh now loot boxes and now like oh random packs of things the hot wheels game has little little loot boxes you can get a car out of and it's not real money you're using it's the in-game currency and it's pretty generous with it but still it's there. there's reasons why they do it obviously yeah it's it's a lot of engagement i get that they want you to keep playing the game for a year or even more in in some cases but then there's you know annual releases and mm-hmm. they'll do the same thing over and over again it's just i don't know i was playing the hot wheels game and i'm like these challenges are really easy. They're giving me a lot of XP. I wish I could just keep, you know, going. Anyway, with that rant out of the way, welcome listeners to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, the weekly podcast gaming adventure where we have some interesting remakes to talk about today. One good, one... Say the least. Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, as usual, I am your host, Daniel, and I'm here with my good friend and co-host, Robert. How have you been doing lately? Uh... We're doing all right. It's been all right. How have you been? I'm I've been doing all right too. I'm I'm playing a little games, uh, reading a little. Uh, I recently finished my Exia model, the real gray that I was working on. Um, so I'm getting ready to line that. And um, I just wanted to bring up real quick mm-hmm. that I gave a first look to the Cowboy Bebop live action show on oh, Netflix. I did. And did did you watch it? I only watched like the first like episode into and then just like turn this off i actually only seen the first episode but i i like it myself it reminds me of it almost reminds me of the mandalorian in the way it's like filmed and colored and something about that really draws me into it i it just feels cool i like it like i'm not not comparing it it to the anime or anything but no even as a show alone i don't like it Oh, something bad must happen in the second episode. It's so... It's just everything about that show, man. I don't like it. It's... Oh. Well, you're the, a pretty big fan of the original, whereas I'm, like, middling on it. It's hard not to compare it to the anime, but even still, if you're not compared to the anime, it's still not that great. I just watched it, and I couldn't, and I'm like, turn this off. I'm like, this is this is not No, great. I mean, you're so... You're, you're so... Like, the original is so big of a part this, of your, you know... This is the way I ethos. compare it. The original show is like the Mona Lisa. Sure, there's better art out there, but the Mona Lisa is a classic. Like, yeah, like it's a classic painting. But when you try to redo the Mona Lisa, it's just gonna fail. There's nothing that's out gonna do with the Mona Lisa. I see that, but and and then in my perspective though, it's like I enjoyed the first episode, and I've seen probably every episode of Cowboy Bebop, albeit like in sequentially, because I never really had a fondness towards it i always liked the other two better samurai champloo um i really like and space dandy but you know space dandy's a comedy and it would be interesting to see a live action of that but um 
just from the first episode of Cowboy Bebop 1, I, I, I got a sense that it's like, it's a fun show to watch, and I need a fun show at this point. I've been watching not many shows, and I haven't seen much anime myself lately in, in the while. I'm waiting for JoJo, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say it's like the greatest thing ever, because that would be <laughs> Mandalorian for me, but it's all right in my opinion. It's it's because the only thing I was I was just like they're really not having radical ed. I'm like that's partly radical ed is such a big. The reason why I was so just like Ed has to be in the show because there's one episode of the show that's my favorite episode. I love that episode. Toys in the Attic is probably one of oh, my favorite. I actually episodes. like Toys in the Attic. That's the one it's where such we're a all good like, epi- yeah they're, having they're, the weird dreams, right? No, that's that's the alien. That's the alien one where there's oh, like yeah, yeah. a weird. I, I like, remember that they showed blog, that one specifically yeah. on a live programming night once on uh, back on Adult Swim. They had yeah, like yeah. a viewer choice thing. I don't know if Edward will show up, but oh, she, oh I mean, she's in in the end. Oh, okay. It's kind of out there. People so, just kind of say it. I I saw the last episode. I was like, where where is she? I was like, yeah, there she is. Oh, so it's like a cameo, or do you think they'll have like a second season? Maybe they're probably planning for a season two. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna keep watching it, and we'll see <laughs> if my opinion changes. But yeah, <laughs> they made vicious British. Did you notice in the first episode? And I thought I was seeing things, mm-hmm. but the the first guy that Spike fights against mm-hmm. that's Kenji from Ghost. Is it <laughs> Kenji? Tsushima. I'm pretty sure it's Kenji. <laughs> I might have to look that up then. We might, and I, I was like, wait, is that Kenji? You know the Leonardo DiCaprio meme where he's like pointing yeah. at the TV like he knows that guy. I was like, that's Kenji. That's Kenji. I and it could to be totally wrong, that. but I it's so if it's if I'm wrong, it looks so much like him. It sounds so much like him. I'm like, that's gotta be Kenji. I'm like, what's he doing outside of Tsushima? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we'll see how it goes. We'll see. Um it's in it you know, for experiments have to be tried for, for stuff like this, but yeah. I liked the first one. Um while we're at it. We got video game news we got to get to. Uh, there's not that much this week, and we're going to actually have some news mid-conversation about one of our games later. Mm-hmm. But I think the big news story uh, since the last we recorded is that Warner Brothers has announced its Smash Brothers clone, Multiverses. Now, oh, this yeah. was... Yeah. <laughs> this was rumored uh, a couple weeks ago, and I think the rumor is that NetherRealm was doing it, but I don't think NetherRealm is doing it. They're probably working on... Something a little Whatever more violent Mortal than Kombat. this. Yeah. Whatever Mortal Kombat game is next. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the first thing that came to mind when, when I saw multiverses was I'm like, ah, yes, this is the next genre that's going to be oversaturated in the market. We've done open worlds. We've done asymmetrical multiplayer. Battle we've Royales. done co-op shooters, battle royales. Now we're going to do the, the Smash Bros. clone. And it, this is a case of, like, none of these have a shadow of a chance no. to to surpass smash bros i think there's a few co-op games that might be able to surpass other ones maybe asymmetrical multiplayer but when it comes to smash bros clones i really only think there's one that's gonna come out on top here yeah i'm even kart races do all right but even still but i think they just have that when you think of all-out brawl battles, it smashes is the first one that comes to mind. Like it's been done before. There's other people that have done. I think like Kung Fu Panda for the PS2 had like a brawl multiplayer mode, like you know, uh-huh. like fight each. But no one talks about it. like it's very rare that anyone even. So why isn't Poe in Smash? Is what that, I'm saying. Because he's a movie first. 
Unless the game um, came out first, maybe. But, you know, speaking of kart racers, they do good, sure. But mm-hmm. at the same time, none of them ever truly capture the magic of Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. Either control-wise or mechanically. I will say that Hot Wheels Unleashed is more fun than, say, a Crash Team Racing or a, a Sonic Team Sonic Racing. Mechanically, visually, it runs at a smooth 60, and it's just the, the variety of vehicles is, is cool. So I'm like, mm-hmm. that has, like, elevated itself to, like, coming up on Mario Kart. It's just, there's no, it's not like a kart racer where you're, like, throwing power-ups or anything. You can mm-hmm. play as the TMNT van in it. <laughs> yeah, but... Back to the Cartoon Network game. Let's say, what characters would you want in this game? I, I got a couple ones that I would want in this game. Well, before we go to what we want, let's see what's there so far. So first there's Shaggy. Yeah, and of course they're doing the the whole meme that he's Ultra Instinct Shaggy. Ultra Instinct Shaggy, the, that meme that got turned into like a reality with the, the Mortal, the Mortal Kombat, Kombat movie. Anim- the animated movie. Uh, there is an original character called the Rain Dog. He's cute, I guess. He's yeah. Steven Universe. Yeah, you know it's a good show. It's actually a great show. Yeah, it I is like a good show. show. Um, Garnet. Although I wish That's great. it was That's Pearl, <laughs> but Garnet's cool too. They're all Yo, cool. Garnet's the best. I'm impartial to Pearl. Nah, Garnet's the best. <laughs> and if, and if anyone cool. says what they want, but Garnet's the best gem in the entire team. <laughs> They're all pretty cool. Harley Quinn. It's pretty obvious choice. I'm assuming Joker will be in at some point. Uh, Arya Stark. I've never seen Game of Thrones, and I'm not <laughs> super interested in Game of Thrones, but cool, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Finn the Human. Mm-hmm. The Vision mm-hmm. was like one of their biggest shows, even though I've mm-hmm. probably stopped watching it for like. I think like after season five, but I mean it went on for a while. Well, my thing with Adventure Time was that you, it's not easy for me to hop into like a random episode because i feel like there's a lot of inside jokes in, in it in, that you have in, to yeah. in the later seasons if you're watching from like seasons like one through three even four those episodes are kind of in their own uh mm-hmm. kind of how to say they're, they're isolating their own like you don't need to see previous episodes but once like they kind of really did later on have seasons where you have to actually seen a previous episode and understand yeah. what's going so on. So I feel like maybe now I'm not tripping. Like maybe I was right when I turned it on I'm like, I don't know what's going on. No, yeah, but yeah. It it's sounds like, like they want me to know what's going on. Yeah, very early on, you know, it was just like, oh you know, random events, but then later on they, they actually build a, a story which previous episodes came back and you know you had to figure out what was going on. Yeah. So they have Finn, they have Jake too, they have Wonder Woman, Superman mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Batman, okay, so they've got the Trinity. Bugs Bunny, cool. It'll mm-hmm. be interesting to see how Bugs Bunny plays. Uh, and Tom and Jerry. That's no who Tony they got Soprano. so far. No Tony Soprano. <laughs> no Tony, he's worn by Warner Brothers. No Tony Soprano. Put Tony Soprano's in the game. Where's Tony Soprano, guys? <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's worth mentioning that this will be a free-to-play game. It's a free-to-play game? Yes. Okay, now this is interesting. So it's it's got that above you know Nickelodeon All Stars Brawl, which of course is as as low as twenty at this point for for Black yeah. Friday sales. And well, this episode's going up on Black Friday, so it's like it's gonna be like the end of that deal pretty soon. Yeah. But this one's gonna be free to play. I don't know if the upcoming characters will cost money, but it's definitely probably, like the probably they roster. have to monetize it somehow. I would guess it was gonna yeah. be like that. Unless they do like costumes or something, because Nickelodeon is gonna start doing that as well. 
We'll see. We're gonna. Have to, I mean, the only, only the only thing we could do is just wait and see if any news comes out. So who do we want? Who do we want in multiverses? Meet Wad, Master Shake, oh. Frylock. You think they'd do that? Of course they would add an Aqua Team, bro. That's like if you think Adult Swim, it's like Aqua Team comes up. Obviously, Family yeah. Guy, but they don't own it. They just re- did. No, no, that's it. Fox. They, that's I Disney. mean, they brought it back. <laughs> yeah, they brought it back, but you know, they don't own it anymore. They can't show reruns anymore. But Aqua Team, maybe Twelve Ounce Mounts as a joke. That'll be kind of funny. I feel like uh, Aqua Team would have the higher chance. Aqua Team would have a Aqua very Team could high be chance. like a like a Pokemon trainer in Smash Bros, where you can be Meatwad, Master Shake, or Frylock, and you can like switch them as you play as them. That would be cool. I, I would want Ed from Ed and Eddie because before Ultra Instinct Shaggy, there was a meme, there was a mod for Xenoverse for Ed <laughs> to be in the game, right? And instead of him mm-hmm. going from Super Saiyan 1 to 2, his 2 state was just Super Saiyan 3 state. So there's photos and videos of Ed. It's like it's Super Saiyan 3 here. I'm like, honestly, it kind of fits. Yeah. <laughs> so I would want Ed from that. What What's some other shows? Wasn't there a Cartoon Network game that Ed was a playable fighter in? Like, there's Ooh. Cartoon Network fighting game Punch Time Explosion. But I think I'm there looking, was. I, I looked I it up. It I'm like, reviews. you could play as like, yeah, it was on the 3DS and the Wii, and you could play as like number one or the Powerpuff Girls and Ed mm. or like Grim, I think. Oh no! This had... looks like <laughs> this looks like a fan made thing. I'm looking at, but there's no, I, there's there Johnny was... Bravo on the cover. Yeah, there was a, a there was one before it, and it was, like, bad, I think. Okay, so I'm looking at what I believe to be the actual screen now, mm-hmm. and there's no Ed, but there is uh, Captain Planet. There's the monkey from Dexter, Grimm, the Powerpuff Girls, Flapjack, uh, Aku. Aku would be kind of cool. Aku would be cool. Yeah, Punch Time Explosion. I forgot this game existed. <laughs> Nathan Explosion from Metalocalypse. The cast of Metalocalypse. Cast, I would yeah, love if they're gonna put Game of Thrones in, put some Adult Swim characters. In. Uh, regular show could work. Yeah, regular Lego show Ninjago. could work. Lego Ninjago could work. Warner Brothers has a like a rich catalog. Why can't they have number five? Or all the numbers. All the number number four. I am number. Oh, actually, I've been re- I've been watching that show lately. <laughs> oh my a, god! There's a See, part. See, HBO Max has it, and they have Operation End, whereas they don't have like the Ed and Eddie movie or the specials, but they have the K and D and like the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends specials. Man, there's a part in that show where number four goes up to number one. He's like, number four, look ahead, and there's a roadblock, and then number one's, number one's like, go tell number four to maneuver out of the way. And he's like, I am number four. And he's like, then who's driving? <laughs> and he just, he really, he literally got off the wheel in order to tell number one. Come on. I love that show. Come on, the delightful children from down the lane. <laughs> what are some weird shows from Cartoon Network that Squirrel Boy, remember that show? What if he's I in I do remember game? Squirrel Boy. Was that Cartoon uh, Network or was that Nickelodeon? That was, Cart- that was Cartoon Network for it was sure. Cartoon Network? For sure that was Cartoon Network. Camp Laszlo characters in, in multiverses. Or like that My Gym work. Partner's a monkey. You know Jake Spider Monkey? How about the guy that's not Ash Williams in, in Billy and Mandy? Hostel Gato? <laughs> yeah, Hostel Gato. I think he's in the other Cartoon Network fighting game. See, that see, it could work. Cheese from Fosters. A cheese? He'll just annoy the opponent to death. Or was it? What's his name? Earl? No, it's Earl, right? From from Billy and Mandy. Yeah, Earl, the the Earl. Billy's friend. Yeah, Billy's friend. 
pretty sure it's Earl. <laughs> it's pretty sure it's Earl. Put him in the game. Hey, and he could have the the transformation from that one episode where he turned into a werewolf. I'm pretty sure that's how it turns into a werewolf. Hmm, I think so. What, See, what this it... is kind of like this is kind of like the Nickelodeon game all over again, where I'm like, "Where's Snap from Chalk Zone? Where's Teenage Robot?" But they're only it putting is. in like the modern characters. I'm like, "Come on, look at the catalog of characters that we have." What about Ring Puffy, on, Yummy, like, and Yumi? Cow and Chicken. Come on, Puffy, Yami, Yumi. Heck yeah! yeah. <laughs> but the, that would be amazing. There's, there's so many. There's infinite amount of characters. Chowder. Come on, put Chowder. Yeah, in there. Chowder's in the other one. I'm pretty sure. There's a lot. There's basically there's a lot of characters they should have added, but yeah. I, so there's a Game of Thrones character. Yes. Why? I thought this. If it's not Cartoon Network, it's that, is that's Warner what Brothers I'm saying. at that point. Yeah, it's Warner Bros. It's it's so not put, a Cartoon Network fighting game. It's a Warner Bros. fighting game. So now I'm saying just put Tony Soprano in there. Yeah, I mean, if you have a Game of Thrones character, that's probably the most violent show ever. Put in Aqua Teen at that point. At that point, it's not even, the, it's not even it's that a comedy, bad. Yeah, it's a comedy yeah. at that point. Suffice to say, it's good that this is free because I'm kind of interested when it comes mm-hmm. out, and not interested in you know having to buy a Smash Bros. clone when we all know what the mechanical king of Smash Bros. games is, and that's mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. But it, it'll be interesting to see the characters they the add. Please don't add Rick and Morty. They're going to add Rick and Morty, I'm sure. Oh, if Rick and Morty and Fortnite, for sure they're going to add them here. They should add LeBron James from Space Jam. Oh, from LeBron? I mean, if this was the during the release of Space Jam, probably they would have done it. Yeah. But, well, I think it's coming out next year, and it'll be worth a try. You <laughs> Sorry, listener. Robert just sent me a picture of Meatwad from that one episode where Meatwad <laughs> goes on the the diet. <laughs> See, that's how he could dress. True, that would be amazing. It could be like a one of the custom outfits for for Meatwad. That's hilarious. Oh. So it could. Warner work. Brothers has some good stuff. It could work. It does have some good stuff. Anyway, the only other like tiny news we have is about Halo Infinite because it, mm. it it's it always like kind of surprises me kind of doesn't so the halo infinite multiplayer came out mm-hmm. and the campaign is yeah free to play multiplayer and campaign is going to come out in a in a probably a week from when this goes up a week or two i think um but the co-op campaign uh has been delayed till i guess at least may 2022 mm-hmm. so this is like a live service at its finest where it is just launching you know piecemeal and every couple of months the gaps are gonna get filled in by something else remember this was supposed to be a launch title oh it was wasn't this was like on the like boxes of like every xbox that came out when it launched yeah there were red ball codes from like january 2020 that have halo codes uh, yeah because that stuff you can't do last minute you have to plan months ahead like yeah we're gonna release it this day so then they have to get it out and be ready for the be mass produced and out for the public yeah. you know when it launches so i forgot this is supposed to be a launch title a lot of people like to run the Halo campaigns co-op, and it's not going to be possible, I guess, until May, even though the the campaign is coming out next week. So that's kind of... We, again, we live in a world now, a gaming world, where like games can release in an incomplete state. And and I, I'm not okay with that. I'm, I, I will yeah. s- stand here and say I'm not okay with that. I don't like that. Look, I'm not down on the Avengers game or anything, 
But the PS4 copy of Avengers that came out in September 2020 had the Spider-Man sticker on the front that says Spider-Man exclusive PlayStation content. And he's not going to be out until uh, actually by the time this podcast episode goes up. Uh, mm-hmm. it'll be like a couple of days away from the release of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. the long-awaited release of Spider-Man. Uh, but back to Halo. So what I know is the multiplayer is actually pretty good. It's people actually, I've heard it seems like it's people fine, enjoy it. and they changed the battle pass. I mean, it's fine, but when you compare it to everything else that's been released this, this past couple months in this year, it's probably like the best you could probably get at the moment. It's free yeah. to play. And it's mm-hmm. and honestly, it looks fine and it looks serviceable and it looks like they're if they're willing to stick with it and they're willing to update it and add new maps and new things to the game. I think this is a multiplayer game. I think most people will enjoy over anything else at this point. I, was, I think Battlefield kind of released in a not good state. Like the only thing is where if you're casual, you won't enjoy it. Maybe hardcore fans. A lot. Of, I feel like there's a lot of people up here that say hardcore fans will enjoy it, but not you know praise it but then there's a lot they say if you're not even remotely in, interested in like battlefield don't even try until they fix yeah. a lot of things it, it seems to me like halo infinite is a step above you know an fps game that comes out in 2021 so that gives it kind of the upper mm-hmm. you know against the other against other you know games in the genre mm-hmm. uh, so it's it's good to see that it's doing well and they're community is obviously saying things about the battle pass and it sounds like the mm-hmm. developers are tweaking the battle pass a little or the mm-hmm. way xp is earned yeah. so it's at least there's some mp out yeah it, it's one of those things where mp is one of those things where honestly at this point it's very common for it to just be like in alpha mode or this is the beta mode because yeah. it has to evolve each time until it actually reaches its final state which i don't think that's a bad thing when it comes to mp mm-hmm. well now story that's something else in this this co-op campaign releasing in may we'll we'll see when halo infinite is like complete in what 10 years or something <laughs> we'll see how <laughs> we'll long see. it took everything to come out <laughs> so there's that and just to go back to spider-man really quick for the avengers they have announced what i was expecting um it's not going to be tied to an operation it's not going to be a story mode but there's going to be like story files and like i guess some like Mm -hmm. 2d scenes that that go with it i was like i wasn't expecting the spider-man content to come with like like a full-on story because they that's what they develop for all platforms on it so Mm -hmm. it's going to be more of a minute story whereas spider-man can be playable in just about anything they showed a little preview of him on ign i think um it looks fine Uh, it's it's spider-man in the avengers game so it's gonna be different mechanically uh -hmm. more impressions on that after i give it a whirl so, I got a Nintendo Direct rumor here, Robert. You ready for it? Lupin the Third Paradise Lost. It's the caper of a lifetime in Lupin the Third's latest adventure on the Nintendo Switch. Head out on a worldwide quest for riches and treasure abound in Lupin the Third Paradise Lost. Take control of Lupin's destiny or play as any of his crew members. Lupin's highly skilled in stealth and can approach enemies to take him out quietly or go in guns blazing. Use the upgrade path to craft your own style for the gentleman thief. Jigen specializes in sharpshooting with his arsenal of weapons, none more trusty than his revolver. Hit enemies from a distance and line up the perfect shot. Goemon's sword styles make him the perfect close range character, using furious slashes to create paths that only he can go through. 
Fujiko is the wild card, with a little of everyone's abilities, along with secret weapons you have to wait until the game releases to see. Elude Zenigata and the rest of the gang's pursuers as you travel through multiple open world continents, making use of discussion, weapons, and vehicles ranging from cars to bikes and even helicopters as you search for treasure while leaving a path of destruction and flare in your wake. Assassins and foes from Lupin's past are back to hunt the crew down, as well as brand new foes created especially for the game. Head online to Zenigata and challenge players using Lupin to devious courses full of traps and enemies in the game's custom challenge mode, or even unlock Zenigata's campaign, an alternate retelling of the story from his point of view with his own crew, comprised of brand new characters to be revealed soon. In addition to the custom challenge mode, engage with the Loop on the Third board game mode where you and three friends can team up in procedurally generated co-op missions and gain massive amounts of customization items to personalize your online space and make your in-game characters shine with the most styling outfits this side of JoJo. From races to combat challenges and more, the online modes take the core gameplay from the multi-character single-player experience and let you share the fun with friends. And don't worry, Zenigata's crew will have their own board game mode focusing on their skills. The switch is about to get a lot louder when Lupin III Paradise Lost gets the gang back together for all kinds of shenanigans. Come on, Lupin III? Lupin III? That's a good anime. Uh, so this sounds to me like it's gonna be one of those, like really like in-depth very detailed open worlds um where you've got characters you can you can play as all four of them um you can go online and and you know team up where everybody takes one of lupon's crew and they have Mm -hmm. their own little challenge modes and everything races combat challenges and everything but the world of lupon the third has always been like one of those really awesome anime worlds that would be cool to to see expanded like this See now, I'm 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 getting what type of gameplay is this gonna? I'm getting sort of a, a Guardians of the Galaxy vibe here. What we getting off of this? Well, you are con- you are able to control everyone. It sounds like so. I don't know if it would be like specifically Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. because that's more of a linear game too. This seems to be kind of I don't know GTA Five esque, where maybe each character is at a different part of the the world at a, at a point and maybe you can seamlessly they haven't said if you can seamlessly switch through all of them or if you're mm-hmm. playing as them in different you know sections or anything but if you can seamlessly switch through them and you know cover four different areas um or continents as they say um at once then maybe there's a continent where like goemon will be better at like if he goes mm-hmm. to asia he might be better at like his challenges there or if lupon went to asia maybe he could tackle them in completely different ways like using mm-hmm. rooftops or like jigen going to north america and it, it seems like there's a lot of like freedom and possibility in this game it is just seems that way i wonder if the customization will be any good because fujiko is always changing into something different her hair yeah. is always a different color and you know Lupin's always got his he's wearing the same thing but they're different colors so the the rumor mentions mm-hmm. that there's like Jojo levels of customization here so I wonder if that means there'll be like some outlandish outfits or some very inspired you know takes on on the clothing that let Lupin and crew because they they're a stylish crew from mm-hmm. the get-go like they yeah. are some of the coolest characters ever made the the lupon crew um yeah so it'll be interesting to see what the developers of this game do to to elevate that i mean we'll have to wait and see when this game actually gets announced once once the next uh, nintendo direct 
See, when it Have comes to Nintendo rumors? Directs, you never know because they usually announce them like a day or two before they happen. Okay. So I'm going to say, crossing my fingers for tomorrow, baby. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, we're gonna, like I said, we're going to have to wait and see if anything really happens. I mean, there's never been a Saturday Direct before, but crossing my fingers for tomorrow, baby. <laughs> maybe. 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 I forgot one last little news story I wanted to toss in, too. It's quick. Mm-hmm. Kojima Productions opened like a division for movies, TV, and music in Los Angeles, California. Yeah. That's cool. It's something he's probably always wanted to do, so interesting to see what comes out of that. Anyway, we're going to talk about a few games this week. We are going to talk about Pokemon Shining Pearl first. I got Shining Pearl because Pearl Mm -hmm. was the original one I played. So, background info for Pearl version. The first console i ever got was a game boy color i got it in 2000 and i got the power rangers lightspeed rescue game boy color game with it and then that very same night i had a second present from my grandparents it was pokemon gold version and i had known about pokemon uh before then i watched the show i played the card games i had known about pretty sure pokemon stadium came out before that but that's beside the point pokemon gold was like a a revolution for me because i was like oh it's a really in-depth thing it was not like the side-scrolling platforming action you'd see in lightspeed rescue mm-hmm. pokemon just took what i liked watching and turned it into a game but the problem was i had no clue who a lot of them were because this was johto this was the second generation of pokemon um so i had to learn a whole bunch of new pokemon i yeah, remember yeah. getting uh, silver version for christmas that same year and that's when i realized gold and silver are the same game <laughs> it's just the <laughs> pokemon that show up are different um and actually gold and silver did a thing where the the sprites of the pokemon look different so they'll look different even though they're the same yes. pokemon you you know go go a few years later and game boy Advance is in full swing and pokemon ruby and sapphire drop and when pokemon ruby and sapphire dropped I consider Mm -hmm. that to be the low point of Pokemon as a whole. Mm -hmm. Sapphire almost made me not want to play Pokemon anymore because the the Pokemon weren't as interesting to me. I don't know. There was something about Ruby and Sapphire that I never liked, and to this day, they're still my least favorite Pokemon games. But then Mm -hmm. Fire Red and Leaf Green came out. We're all in grade school at that point, Um, or we've been in grade school for a while at that point. We're, We're nearing the end. And that's a really good game. It's a remake of Red and Blue, which I had played uh, a year before or whatever. And then Emerald comes out, and Emerald fixes a lot of the issues that I have with Ruby and Sapphire. Mm-hmm. And that's when the DS was like really starting to pick up. I think Emerald was 2005, and the DS is starting to pick up like crazy at that point. So I'm waiting for the Pokemon games to come on the DS because yes. it's never been a better time to be a fan of Pokemon. So I've mentioned this when they did the announcement for Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, but when Diamond and Pearl came out in 07, literally everybody I was friends with at the time was getting that game, and it was very community-driven. And it's hilarious. I I have some of those very friends on my Switch friends list, and all of us are playing Diamond and Pearl just like we did back in (laughs) in 2007. So I'm like, oh my god, we all got it? And like, (laughs) one of my friends... 
um, we got it on the same day. We, we He came over to my house and we played it. We named our rivals after each other. We did the same thing on this. He sent me a picture. He said, your rival Daniel challenges you. I'm like, hey, <laughs> I named mine <laughs> after you too. So um, it's cool to see that. Now, Diamond and Pearl is what I consider to be... It's the fourth generation of Pokemon. It's not. It's what mm-hmm. I consider to be probably the best Pokemon game. But also like the ending of the original mythos of pokemon because Mm -hmm. black and white which was gen 5 was essentially a reboot all the other pokemon came in eventually but they started out with 155 new pokemon but back to diamond and pearl it is where you find out that like oh yeah there's a pokemon that created all the other pokemon and then this pokemon created space and this one created time and mm-hmm. all, all these things are like coming to a head here like the mythos of pokemon has never been as wild i think as it is in diamond and pearl yeah. so you start off choosing your character lucas or don and picking your starter this this gen starters are are, are turtwig uh chimchar and piplup so I always go with mm-hmm. chimchar because for some reason diamond and pearl always neglected the fire type there is like four or five fire type Pokemon in the whole game, mm-hmm. and three of them are the Chimchar line. And it, it it seems like an oversight because most of the things on the critical gameplay path can be dealt with using Infernape's like fire and fighting moves. So mm-hmm. when you pick Chimchar, you're pretty much gonna steamroll everything. But that's besides the point because. You're going to steamroll any, everything anyway because this game does what the more modern Pokemon games do and give a, an EXP share for all your Pokemon. So it turns it into more like a like a regular RPG. You know, in an RPG, if you have a, a team, you'll all get experience points after you finish mm-hmm. a battle. So that's what happens here. Of course, the one that fights gets a little more, but back in the day, you used to have an EXP share attached to a Pokemon so that it could gain some points while you level up another one. Or like a lucky egg to 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 increase that value so there's a yeah. lot less messing around you have to do um it's also got another qol thing from the let's go games and sword and shield in that you don't have to go to a pokemon center to access your pokemon storage you can just switch out your pokemon from wherever you are in the world so that helps with like you know getting teams set up or if you need a specific pokemon um they also mm-hmm. have the modern feature where pokemon games used to have hms which are called hidden moves and you used to have to have them attached to a pokemon so that you could do some weird thing in the overworld like you know go onto the water or break a rock or cut a tree down and you used yeah. to have a uh, badoof on your team specifically so he could cut this tree down or break this rock and he was pretty much useless i, I know we love <laughs> badoof here but he's not no, the best pokemon he, he's not no he's the <laughs> um, best True. You know what? I take that back. He is the best. He's the best to ever do it. Um, or you had to have, like, Staraptor to fly. Of course, I have Staraptor on my team. He's a great Pokemon. But you don't have to have specific Pokemon on your team now. Now you just click a thing and the HM will pop up. It'll say, a wild Bidoof came and helped you instead of a, having to fill up one of your slots with the team. <laughs> so I'm like, it's funny how it's Bidoof because that's the Pokemon I would have had helping me do it anyway. So it's like, I want to cut down a tree. I click cut and it says, a wild Bidoof came and cut down the tree. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, you have little helper Bidoofs and his evolution Bibarel. Um 
is the one that you surf on the back of when you're crossing water and everything. So it's like a wild mm. a wild barrel came and helped you float on the water. <laughs> so it's kind of like they were in on the joke, but I'm I'm yeah. glad I can have like a chair room in my team now and um at this point I've already caught my legendary and I just got my eighth badge before recording. So I'm going to go fight the Pokémon League, but <laughs> the funny thing is there's a a soft lock for post game. And I was telling you this mm-hmm. before, where yes. you can't see Drifloon until Friday, and the fifth gym is just full of easy addition problems. So I'm like, oh, I'll just skip it, but that's the only other place in the game where you can see Drifloon. So unless I can find someone to touch trade me at Drifloon online, I'm pretty much incapable Boy. of reaching post-game national decks and shiny hunting until <laughs> Friday. <laughs> so there's that. Um... Pokemon Diamond and Pearl had a feature called the Underground where you could connect wirelessly with some friends and go in in the Sinnoh Mm -hmm. Underground and, you know, dig out, you know, fossils and stuff or make secret bases. They've expanded it so much in this one where it's like it's its own whole entire game. You go in, Mm -hmm. you have rooms full of Pokemon that aren't in the actual original Sinnoh decks that you can go find. Like, I caught a Swaplu... Um, which is a really powerful Pokemon once it's evolved, and that's not in the Sinnoh decks, I believe. So it's it's a national. Mm-hmm. You can catch things early. You can catch things that are a much higher level than you. You can dig for your gems and stuff. And now they have statues that you can decorate your base with, which are really cool and kind of addicting. And those statues will have influence on what the 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 Grand Underground's Pokemon will be. There's also a way I think to do some shiny hunting in there, but it's not making the odds super better it's it's cutting Mm -hmm. them in half but cutting four thousand in half is still two thousand when shiny chaining which is post game can pretty much get your odds to like one in 99 if you can chain high Mm -hmm. enough so i'm looking forward to to shiny hunting after i you know get my balloon pokemon and i'll just touch on the story real quick because it it's it's a very good comparison i think i have found and it's not something that i would have realized back when the game came out but only after i've played what i've played for Mm -hmm. the following years um the villains of this game are team galactic they are bent on using pokemon as tools to kind of reshape the world so they're they're taking pokemon from people and they're using them more as tools they're they're summoning you know Palkia, who created the the world of Sinnoh or like the space time continuum, and they're they're mm-hmm. summoning them so that they so that Cyrus and this isn't spoilers. I mean, it's Pokemon and it's also Diamond and Pearls is fourteen years old. I I really want to yeah. make this comparison though. Um, he, Cyrus is using him to to reshape a world in in his image, and all I could think of the whole time I've been playing uh, Shining Pearl is. Team Galactic, they're basically Shin Megami Tensei characters that come <laughs> into the world of Pokemon because they're using these godlike Pokemon to try yeah. and destroy and recreate the world. And I'm like, of course, of course this game is <laughs> it's Nintendo versus Shin Megami Tensei the game. Okay. None of the other ones really do this, but this is the one where the the villains are like, yeah, I'm going to bring out god level Palkia to destroy the world so that I can create space time my own, you know, vision. I'm like, hey, that sounds a lot like what happened in Shin Megami Tensei 3. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so overall, it's more of a remake. I, I it's not mm, on the le- it's not on the level of being quote-unquote remade as 
Omega Ruby or mm-hmm. Alpha Sapphire, Heart Gold, yeah, Soul yeah. Silver, Fire Red, Leaf Green. This is like the straight up Diamond and Pearl game with a fresh coat of paint. They added yes. some new clothes that you can change into, which is really cool. I've got like a cyber dress on my character, so that's pretty cool. But these are more mm-hmm. faithful than, you know, them taking a whole bunch of new ideas and putting it in. So I, you can see that as good or bad. I see it as like I am replaying what I consider to be like the best Pokemon game. Yeah. Um, It, it does have a a style reminiscent of the originals it is on grids so movement is done in 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 squares instead of just free roaming movement or third person movement like sword and shield did it that's okay Mm -hmm. we we're gonna get uh game freaks developed um legends arceus in january which is a prequel to diamond and pearl so it's worth noting that i believe this is the first main pokemon game not developed by game freak I think it's mm-hmm. ILCA that did Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, so uh, cut them some slack. Graphically, it looks a little like uh, Link's Awakening for the Switch, so I'll mm-hmm. have more to say as I, you know, get into post-game, uh, which, based on our recording schedule, isn't probably going to happen before next episode, <laughs> but we'll we'll return probably, to, yeah. <laughs> to Shining Pearl at, 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 from time to time. I'm intending on, on going, a, like pretty in-depth with shinies in this one um Mm -hmm. because it sounds like chaining might be a little easier Uh, every feature has been retained and the poketch is still there it's like a little like a clock but you can change it into like something that helps you find items or like check Mm -hmm. your friendship level it's like a pda almost um like a little analog thing it's got a calculator on it's kind of cute um but overall like oh one more thing. I like the way they do contests now. It's kind of like a rhythm game versus what they used to be. It's just like, choose a move. Oh, that was a great move. Choose another move. Oh, cool. Now it's like a rhythm game. So, okay. yeah. Diamond and Pearl remakes. Good stuff. And now we're going to talk a little about Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition. This, this is going to be a... I don't think this is necessarily going to be some hot takes here. There, there might I, be a few hot takes. <laughs> it, it's kind of your universe. It, a lot of people feel this way. Yeah, you know what? what? Maybe not say. hot takes, but like interesting. Where should thing. we even start off? Well, should let's we... start off by saying I bought it. Yeah, which you bought. It. Wasn't on my bingo card for for 2021. Me buying mm-hmm. uh, GTA games, but I've always been interested in trying Vice City, and I'm like, what better way to try it than to just get the new versions that run at 60 frames and have some graphical improvement or mm-hmm. you know some smoothness to it. Um, yeah, <laughs> I really <laughs> like the soundtrack of Vice City. I'm playing them sequentially, which might be a mistake because that means GTA 3 will be the last one that I play. But these mm-hmm. are, of course, proto open world games versus yes. what we have today. The first of like, its kind, yeah. San Andreas, of course, is huge and sprawling and and holds up, but. I would still put it on the level of something proto as to what we have today. Like, without these games, there's no Ghost of Tsushima, Infamous Second Son, or Mm -hmm. what have you. Name an open world game. It's drawn from from GTA 3. Mechanically, I gotta say, it shows its age. Mm -hmm. And 
I won't say Destroy All Humans didn't show its age, but for some reason Destroy All Humans didn't really show its age. Destroy All Humans felt like a modern updating, and I think there was a lot of tweaks done to maybe the rumble to make it feel like a modern game. But, like, everything Mm -hmm. in in Vice City, aside from the music being incredible because I love 80s music, feels a little floaty, weightless. Like, there's no meaningful... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you get what I'm saying? Reticles won't move... It doesn't feel like there's rumble when I shoot, although maybe that's just, like, me not noticing it. Um, There's no Mm -hmm. reaction when the enemies go down. They just go down. So it seems Mm -hmm. a little weightless. And I get that that's a thing that was there when it came out, but I'm like, they could have added a little more impact. But it it seems like it's more or less a coat of paint. Yes. There's there's a lot we could say about it. So Vice, let's just... Because, I don't know, you, we'll start with Vice City then. Vice City. Vice City, when it was first made, was just going to be an add-on for 3. But then yeah. they were just like, you know what, it's kind of way too different at this point. Might as well just make it a full game. But it's a very short game. It's only like 30 missions. Vice City does have, did have its problems. Obviously, it's a product of its time. But, you know, people still enjoyed Vice City a lot. The music, the, the location... Everything about it, gameplay-wise, is is pretty much a clone of three. You know, is it yeah. the product of their time? They have modernized the controls for these versions. Like, Some, don't yeah. worry about the controls not feeling modernized. It's just the the mechanics of playing this game is not what you're used to if you're playing a mm-hmm. third-person shooter open-world game nowadays. Gotta understand, this isn't a full-fledged remake. This is a just fresh it's like how the pearl is it's just supposed to be a fresh coat of paint over the core game but except one of those games and i'm talking about pearl did it pretty good whereas this is kind of like what's going on here (laughs) it is one of those what's going on because there's just so many things went wrong with it i think it's all it's just kind of weird to kind of not acknowledge the rest of them but i guess we'll stick with vice city for now but yeah see ilca would have put rumble in the the developers of Pearl would have put Rumble in to Grand Theft Auto Vice City or like reactions when they when enemies got shot. <laughs> yeah, it's it's one of those things where I don't think people had a problem with them, you know, keeping the core game. I don't think if you're getting all three of them, whatever. But how how much they were hyping it up? How it's it's new gameplay. It's new. It's new this and that and new AI and it's just like they're changing a lot, but still the core game. So if if very it pretty much felt like they're trying to do like how Destroying Humans did it, where everything is new. It's different, like the way the character feels, the way enemies attack, the way the enemy reacts, the way they look, the way you know everything. Like the HUD is different, all the weapon wheels. It's just like they try to make it seem like that, and Destroying Humans achieved that goal that. It kept the core game with the story and, and the gameplay still, but they added so much that it didn't bring any negative to the game. Like, like it's beyond better than the originals. Like, yeah, this is a definitive edition. This is what you make it. Whereas in Vice City, is they did do all that, but somehow they messed up. Yeah, and I mean, it looks fine, but it doesn't play some what parts. I was hoping it would play as. Yeah, in some parts it looks fine. You can argue that it looks fine in some parts, though. But I think as a whole, especially with everything else on top of it, it's it's pretty bad because some of the music is gone. A lot of the good music is gone. Uh, I think it's the same tracks 
from the the PSN from release, the mobile, yeah. they're all there because they don't they don't want to renew the licensing. That's that's whatever. But it's still like yeah. If you're gonna say and this we, is we talked edition, about this, we're like, do we really music. think they're gonna put the no. you know Billy Jean I, back I, in? Probably I, yeah, not. I'm never, <laughs> I'm never gonna I'm never gonna think they're ever gonna have the music because they can care less about the core music. Honestly, at this point, because they're like, we're not gonna renew the licensing. But when you look at the gameplay. Vice City was already a, a, a not terrible game, but it was a hard game because like, it's probably yeah. Of its it, time. That's what I was gonna say. It's super hard. It's like a hard I, you game. go down in a couple hits, even with armor. So I'm having to yeah, use yeah. the armor cheat and the oh. health cheat, and you don't no, get this, trophies see, when you use the cheat. This this <laughs> might this might be an actual definitive edition problem for them. What I learned from San Andreas is yeah, that that one got hit people, the hardest. People learn that why are these AIs shooting so good? These are like John Wick level of like enemies like these guys don't miss like i'm taking a lot of damage here what they found out there's a glitch it seems like this is going to be a common theme there's a glitch where the ai on the on foot has the aim as the same type of aim as the one in the vehicle and the ones in the vehicle don't miss because obviously they're shooting a bigger target it's a vehicle so so is this something that was like able to be patched or was this like a straight up glitch i don't know that's what that's i know what a patch just I've came out but seen. i haven't looked at like what it yeah. does yet that's what i've seen and i and i feel like it's honestly probably true because like i said a vehicle is a much bigger target the ai is not going to you know miss that much but they still got to be on target because on foot they're they're supposed to miss because they're not obviously they don't want you just to be like get out the corner and all, all, you know, all of a sudden you're just like you know you're out a couple hits and you're out but it's just the same thing, and like I said, some of the characters look funny, some of the characters don't look great, it, and the draw distance, they say, oh yeah, ultimate draw distance, but even still now, if it's a PS2 game, and it's still the core game, the, the, the polygons in the back just look, you know, like all mushy, and then not theirs, like, isn't this, it's a very, Vice is a very small map, it's the smallest... I believe I think three might be a little bit bigger than Vice City. Mm. Vice City is a very small map, so I ex- I expected this to not have any type of weird like mushy like background like buildings, but it does. So it's it's really weird. And then we'll, we'll switch because Vice City like it's difficult for no reason. It's already a difficult game, but they made it more difficult. The characters look yeah. funny. There's some archaisms that I wish they'd have done away with. Uh, I think there's an autosave, but then there's, like, a save little area you go to. Um, mm-hmm. But when you lose a mission, they have the QOL thing where you can just start the mission over. But there's mm-hmm. no That's checkpoints new. in the missions. There's no checkpoints yeah. in the missions themselves. And when you're doing some, like, a wild six-minute thing... And, like, it seems like it's so hard to take down vehicles in this game. Like, they just keep going and going and going. Or you ram into someone who's on a motorcycle and they fly off and then they just get up like nothing happens. And re- It's, like, really I think, unforgiving. I think there's even a part where there's a race. And even in the original version, it was difficult because you, I've heard other of, guys... I've heard that yeah. of this part. I haven't got to it yet, but, like, Be oh, prepared. I'm not looking forward to it. You can't... You cannot mess this race i think i think there's only one time you can mess it and then because the other guy's just he's in a much faster vehicle and also it's like i don't know it's it, it's a lot yeah it's, it's very brutally unforgiving and you know san andreas got hit the hardest i think because i think it's missing the most cheat codes I, i've played san andreas back in the day for like 10 minutes at a friend's house uh the cheat codes seem to make that fun, but it seems like it's got hit the hardest, whereas Vice City and 3 have a lot of the cheat codes still in, but the cheat codes on those games aren't as interesting. 
It's more or less like, please let me blow up this car so I don't have to de defeat this guy so I can just finish this mission and get back to having some fun. Vice City and 3 had very little to no cheat codes, honestly. Those cheat codes were just kind of there, but very much little to none. Let's move to San Andreas, I guess, because that's, I mean, it got hit, it was so funny that I got hit the hardest, but that's the one I feel like most people were going to play first. Yeah, I haven't played it yet myself on the Definitive Edition, but it's got the most glitches. Yeah, out of all the original 3D uh, era games, it's probably the best, without a doubt. It, it was it's pretty much the peak of that 3d era they've kind of figured out how you know to make a gta game and how it works and how to make it so a lot of things same thing music was take a lot of good music was taken out this one just has really really funny looking characters so some of the people just look terrible hmm. and it's not even like a preference it's they actually look very terrible a lot of glitchiness with the the facing and you know the body shape there's a lot there's a lot of characters that you you would assume wasn't part of this game it looks like it could be part of something else it looks like it's a joke that you know this character looks like that it's really it's just it's it got hit so bad with with it like i don't know what it is like you'd think uh, this is the one they get the most attention to yeah, it's like characters turn into reptilioids. Where what I mean by that is like they turn like all like green and staticky, and they look like they have scales on them. Like, what's going on? Airplanes would crash in the middle of the city for no reason. In the sense of like you would be just walking, and then out of nowhere, an airplane just nose dives straight onto you in the middle of the street, and you could be doing a mission. This is even during I've seen this where it's during missions. So people could be doing someone could be doing. Let's say someone's doing a speed run, and out of nowhere, just a plane crash, and now it's like well. My speed run's basically ruined because now I have to restart for no reason that's out of my power. Uh, draw distance is a major... Honestly, draw distance does not work for San Andreas. You can see the entire map from the highest peak of any point in this game. Like, there's obviously towers. When this game first came out, obviously draw distance wasn't that far, but... They also added fog, so then it made the map seem bigger than it really is. Like, oh, this is... Because it is a pretty big map. I think it's the second biggest map. I think 5 is bigger, obviously, because it's the newest, and they were going all out for that one. Then it's San Andreas, 4, and then I think everything else is under. But 2... So, so San Andreas is the second biggest map, but when you look at it now, it doesn't seem like it's... Because you can see everything. You can see every city from from any tower, so... They could have added a fog feature, like they could have been like, if you want to, we can you can add a density how much you want the fog. You can be like, like optional fog. I think yeah. Turok had that for the the Switch edition. Yeah, it's like a hundred percent. Like yeah, you won't see for a good while, but then like oh, you can kind of see the city in the background, but you, no, the fog is still kind of covering up. Or, or you know what, you don't have to have fog. Maybe you don't mind it, just have it. But like I said, and the same thing, a lot of AI enemies have the wrong code. Like I said, the on foot enemies are way too are way too good. Okay, so They're, that explains a lot because I've been reading on forums that like people are still complaining about the harsh difficulty of that game, and I'm like, yes. is this because of glitches, or is this like literally game. a sign of the times? Like these no. games are are harder just because they are like early two thousands. San Andreas is a fair game. It's a very very fair game. It does have its difficult moments, but honestly, as a whole game, if you look at everything, it's very fair. It'll take maybe a couple tries, but it won't give you headaches or pulling your hair out. It's very fair. Okay, because like some of the Vice City missions, before I said forget it, I'm using cheats. Mm -hmm. I don't care if I get the trophies. I, I mean, I yeah, do just care, Vice but City man, already been difficult. <laughs> okay. But, 
and it's just like I said, the character. I don't know. I don't like the, the way it looks. I really don't like it. Like the city itself looks fine, but the characters. I just don't like it. I really don't. And the same thing, weapon with you know, they, they make it seem like you know it's all right and all that, but it's it's okay. And then because mm-hmm. we're talking about how like, and then we'll go basically we'll go to three. Let's let's go switch to three, right? Three. W- w- you have to give that one respect because if there is no GTA 3, there is no San Andreas, there is no Ghost, there is no Infinite. It's the first open 3D world game that you can kind of do whatever you want in the sandbox setting. Like, you can do whatever you want. That game, there's very little you really need to do with it because it's very small story-wise. It's 50 missions. They don't, you know, it didn't have a lot. It didn't have a lot to it, but somehow... They still managed to not fix it in the sense of there's parts of the map where there's no ground that you fall straight through it. And that's really weird that how could this big chunk of land that most people feel like would kind of drive over, you know, drive over it. It's just there's not going to be anything there. It's just a, a hole in the ground and they're not. And I just know how they miss. That's, that's that's my major problem with this is if you look because they all they all have the same problem. AI looking funny. AI not having the right code and AI just doing something weird or the like I said their bodies mis- misshaped in the in the wrong like they have the wrong character models it's just how did how did this get through testing how did they play this and be like yep this is this is good we're going to produce this and I don't I don't it's not that I don't care what how but you have to tell Rockstar how it is like how did you let this just kind of get through like testing man it's like yeah someone had to play this and be like yo there's a hole in the ground there so should be a ground here fix it and i think i know what it is is people are like oh how are these new glitches so you destroy humans i think what they didn't do is that they kept and also i say spongebob rehydrate it's the same thing they kept the core gameplay but i don't think they kept the actual code of the gameplay itself like they're like no the gameplay has to be the same but we have to build a new textures and new character models and new everything but actually pay attention to what they do to the environment like it's still the core gameplay but it's still almost in the sense of remake at that point like it's very close to be a remake but still has everything the original had tied to it it still maybe have like one or two things that the original code still might be in there. It's just one of those things where they they took their time and actually saw what was wrong. They didn't because yeah. think about the the announcement of this and then the release date of it. Think about I know. it. It was well, like three weeks, week, right? <laughs> yeah, like three weeks. So they announced it, and because this has yeah this has been rumored for a while. This was rumored for a long time. I think since like two a year ago. It's like been rumored that they were remaking these games. So. Like I said, when they try to put this new coat of paint, that you know that I don't think that's what caused the glitches. I think is them adding the new gameplay mechanics is what added a lot of glitches to the game, like the weapon wheel and the new aim system, and you know, or maybe physics. even so they tying had things to, to frame rate. I don't know if this is mm-hmm. one of those frame rate tie things, but like I will say, the PS5 version on the 60 frames mode is the mm-hmm. one with the performance issues. Like the frame rate will tank. It will tank mm-hmm. tank like to like low low numbers at points mm-hmm. and that's it that's the that's the weird part this is these are old games these are games that are not like five years old or even like yeah, these are games hitting their none of these games are technically demanding on the playstation 5 it's yeah Series X. they're hitting 20 year anniversaries and they're having and I, I think that's it my in in my theory in my mind 
is that they added the new, like I said, the new physics to vehicles and everything, the coding and the weapon, all that added new glitches that they did not see. But I don't, I don't know if I want to say they didn't care, but I just think, how'd you not see it when you played it? You had to test it before it went out to the public. And Rockstar is very secret, secret on their games. Like they don't announce anything until it's like they're uh, no, we're for sure releasing it. I think the only time they announced something that it never released was like Agent. Uh, yeah, Th- that's because I they just when they got announced Agent. Yeah, they announced Agent and they never came out, so I feel like they weren't probably gonna do that anymore. Like, yeah, let's not announce things that we're not gonna actually release like later down the road. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's whatever. But I just don't know how you can mess something up this bad honestly well, especially rockstar the community has been very vocal about it which mm-hmm. led rockstar to have and this is kind of that news story them to to make this post where uh they're apologizing they're they're saying that they're dedicated to fixing the games and hopefully fix eventually turns into fixing more than just your graphical glitches and everything maybe it'll turn into like Mm -hmm. adding a checkpoint system to missions Uh, of course these things take a long time and they might not ever come but like we can hope that certain things beyond your 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 regular glitches will be fixed and for the pc people who got the trilogy i think they're giving original copies of the three games to them for free if they purchased the definitive edition so i haven't heard anything about consoles yet but Mm -hmm. at least they're like listening they're like please don't you know threaten the developers of these particular ports they say Mm -hmm. it's like yeah of course don't don't retaliate against the developers tell them your concerns don't threaten them (laughs) yeah you shouldn't threaten them what i will say is i'm not looking forward because there's a lot of rumors like oh the red dead redemption remake and the gta 4 remake honestly at this point if this is how the remakes are going to come out maybe it's time to stop (laughs) no they they can keep them honestly at this point how poor rockstar has done throughout the year since five has come out i don't even want gta 6 at this point red dead redemption 2 was an amazing game right but mm-hmm. they didn't do much after the point there's a lot but like there's no like red dead redemption 1 got an undead nightmare i was hoping they would release at least something for the online but they you know online is you know a dumpster fire of what it is it's just it's one of those things man where at this point like i said even if they announce gta 6 i honestly can care less at this point if they announce a yeah. gta i would really really like a gta 4 remake but how this came out i don't even want Maybe it not, i'm like right? you know what no i don't want it and it's like i've played like i've played a lot of rockstar games i probably played like most of them and it's just one of those things where it's just it's sad it's so sad to see how this came out to be i a hundred percent will say this i would have rather seen them take only gta 3 and give it a proper 100 yeah or vice remake. city i go for vice city myself i would say three i think three would hold more of a punch because like look this is the first game that we ever got big on like this is a very successful franchise so we're going to take our original three game and just make it something big like I don't necessarily have to expand the but they could really give detail to the town and characters and the models and the physics and the new vehicles. They could add way more if they actually decide just to remake it instead of giving us three glitch games with a fresh coat of paint on them. And it's, yeah. it's one of those things where I was already not interested in paying $60 for three games I've already played before and, you know, enjoyed. And now hearing that 
it's full of glitches it's full of this and that and the one thing i always says that if they take out anything like cheat codes that may san andreas really fun because they had silly funny cheat codes that you can mess with and they have and there's some of them you've already told me that they're gone i'm telling you i'm only paying for this trilogy for like 10 bucks i will not pay more than like that because of how it is at this point how much they've taken away not only in music but in also the cheat codes and I, I just don't know i what i do know is that i don't want to pay for it at this point they like i said anything else they can honestly keep, and it's not even like i'm entitled for you know companies are you know you're not entitled to anything but when you're giving a company such praise and then they turn stuff like this where they haven't announced a new game since rdr2 and it seems like you know they might be releasing gta because you know i i don't really care that there's not a gta 6 i would rather just have like oh yeah rdr2 and then like another part of a different franchise from them like i i don't mind that but gta 5 doesn't have any of the online updates like there's no cool flying cars in the story mode only in the online so you know that's kind of like i wouldn't mind if five you know, had all the cool online stuff, but, you know, it doesn't, so... Yeah, I think the point we reached the last time we talked on this uh, outside of the podcast was that it's good enough for people who haven't played mm-hmm. this trilogy before, such as myself, except yeah. for San Andreas for, like, ten minutes years ago. Um, yes. But for people who have copies they're not super duper missing out on anything because they're probably no. already used to the mechanics of of the old versions mm-hmm. or the controls i should say and the frame rate's gonna dip on the ps5 version anyway so just yeah. stick with your your 30 your your 30 to sub 30 it's, versions so it, it's, it's, it's totally words. fine <laughs> Those PS2 copies now are probably going to sell for a little bit more because they're gonna, people are going to be like, yeah. oh, people want to play the originals, but they want to play the actual good versions of them. It's one of those things where yeah. how do they mess up each remake of these games? Like, even the mobile port and, like, the PS3 port was just a mobile port of that. It's yeah. just, like, they're all terrible. And that's to say, like, look, learn from your mistakes. Look at the mobile ports and how terrible those people didn't like those and how the, like xbox 360 and ps3 markets of the like no one liked those and just learn from that and just don't do that but i don't know they didn't and it's one of those things where i can't keep praising rockstar at this point because i'll be like yeah they're a good company they make some good games but at this point there's no like love for red dead redemption 2 they could add a 60 frames mode ps5 is out a lot of companies are adding 60 frames mode to, but they're, they're gonna like, charge for it just you yeah, watch. charge for it at this point I'm being a hundred percent serious unless they really fix this stuff around. Like they turn it around and they fix it and they, you know, they apologize and they stick to their, you know, fans. Cause I would consider myself a fan. I like, I'm not remotely interested in anything else they have planned for the future at this point. And honestly, at this point, just give me ghost of Tsushima too. At this point, yeah. there's, there's on, other Sucker open Punch. world games that are better. Sucker Punch did, and my final saying is that Rockstar, you got you got outdone by THQ Nordic. That Destroying Humans and SpongeBob remake are amazing. They're the still the core game, but they're they work so well with new paint and the new gameplay and new physics and all this stuff. But they added so much to where it didn't make it all glitchy and make the characters look funny. So I don't know how it happened, but THQ Nordic, I am very very happy that destroying humans one remake was so well and i'm very happy to and i can't wait to play destroying humans two remake 
and and what I'll say is I'm not having a terrible time with Vice City. I do enjoy like driving around listening to the radio stations because I think that the way they did it was cool. What I don't like is the missions and the combat. And again, that is probably something that might be consistent through all three just because of the type of gameplay and, you know, archaisms that come along with it. It's like we we got the reactionary technology back in Force Unleashed for like reacting to being hit by an by like the player or like destruction in the environment. Like you shoot a piece of wood and it'll break. We got that stuff in like mm-hmm. full force around two thousand five. I think was when Force Unleashed came out, or like maybe two thousand seven, something like that. It was like a Wii PS three game. Mm-hmm. Um, so like while I was kind of expecting that to be part of this quote-unquote remake it's not but i'm i've not encountered any glitches myself yet but i've only played vice city um so i'll keep us posted on on what i find but they've already deployed one patch that did something i know the rain in gta 3 has been a really bad problem for some people like you can't even see what's going on when it rains in that game um but yeah the ports aren't in the best uh shape (laughs) that is for sure yeah i i I can't speak too much on it because i'm like uh, like a quarter through vice city um, mm-hmm. But obviously, from forums and websites, we are getting very good views of all these glitches and problems mm-hmm. that are happening. So, Rockstar has addressed that they're going to try and do something about it. Let's see if they follow through in all the right ways. And maybe by this time next year, we'll be saying, oh, GTA Definitive Edition is pretty good. But I for right hope. now, we're going to say I that really it's like. Play it if you've not played them before. That's why I got it. But if you have your original copies, maybe hang on to those. They're fine. Probably just as good. Anyway, would you say we've done an episode, Robert? I sure wrap up our hot takes on two remakes that came out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not too mad at it, but the stuff that's bad is there. and it's. Like, I'm not mad. Okay. Like, like, I don't want to say this don't, point, but I'm just Don't like, ignore these problems. <laughs> no, yeah. It's big problems where as a consumer you have to say something about it it's one of those things where you can't just be like oh stop complaining no i can complain because it's a problem i'm not enjoying how this looks and i bought it it so like i can complain too (laughs) yeah once i once i like maybe by the time i get to san andreas more patches will come out but we'll see anyway yeah so that'll wrap it up for another episode of markers on the map you can follow us on Twitter at Markers on the Map and listen to us on Apple Podcasts where you can leave a good rating, leave a good review, uh, download an episode, subscribe, listen to us wherever you go. And if you don't like Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and our Podbean site. Uh, next week, we'll see if I ended up getting Skyrim from the Black Friday sale because it's like 13 bucks, and I'm like, mm. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And we might talk about some Binding of Isaac next week, too, Mm -hmm. because I haven't played in a minute because of SMT and now Pokemon. So Mm -hmm. I'm juggling too many things right now. It's driving me nuts. But for right now, there's not much left to say, except for what we always say. And that is that the real alien monster bowling league was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. Later.